Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey, welcome to episode 64 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda. You can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Ethan. You can find me on social media at Viva La Ethan. Just social media in general. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, now there's like threads, there's Instagram, Twitter, you know, just a whole bunch of them. So just to cover them all, it's social media. Yeah. Uh, we're really late this week, which is, it is what it is. Uh, my kids have football stuff going on in the afternoons, and you have work schedules at night, and I have work schedules during the day, and it's just, you know, it ain't working out as good as it used to. Yeah. And the next week or two, it might be even worse, honestly, because I have like a, I have a root canal in two weeks. You said so, you have a root canal? A root canal, yes. Oh, no. Yeah, so if we don't get it done before that Thursday, um, on the 20th, I might, we might not record that week. I might not be able to talk. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Gosh, dang, that would be, that'd be very tough. Um, But we'll figure something out. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, 64. Uh, do you, I know these numbers are getting tough in the 60s here, but 64 is actually a relatively easy one. Have you yeah. got it for 64? I do. Um, the only thing I could think of was back in 2011, uh, Derek Cope ran a 64 for the like All Star sh- Sprint Showdown or something. It was yellow and blue. It was, I think it was sponsored by. Morning Star, but the reason I remember it is because it looked like a Long John Silver's paint scheme, mm-hmm. and that's why I just love Long John Silver's. So uh, that's that's my sixty-four. What about you, uh, Emma Langley? Oh, okay. A uh, long-time NASCAR driver from the sixties and seventies, and I believe he stopped racing in the seventies uh, or maybe early eighties. But he drove a red sixty-four and then a green sixty-four. Oh, okay. And once he got retired, he was a pet driver. Yes. For the longest time. Uh, interesting fact about him. Do you know where he died? You know, I didn't even know he did die. Yeah, he died in 1996. Can you... Oh. There's a wild guess of where he died. Because the fact that he died in 1996 is not the interesting part. The interesting part is uh, where he died. Um... I'm going to guess Little Rock, Arkansas. Japan. Japan. He was taking the pace car, and I think it was, I want to say it was Buddy Baker in the car with him. 
he was taking the pace car, uh, you know, because that was the first year that NASCAR ran overseas. Yes. In Japan. They were at the Suzuki uh, road course. And he was taking the pace car, and I think I want to say it was Buddy Baker in the, the package with him, where he was going through the, uh, the back straightaway, the S's on the turns of the back straightaway, showing Buddy Baker, drivers and going through the lines and stuff. You know, just kind of performing with the car a little bit, having some fun, just driving around the racetrack while it was empty. And then he just slowed down while he was driving. He just slowed down and passed away right there behind the wheel. What? Yep. True story. I have never heard that before. Yeah. That's wow. It's very, very interesting. I mean, he was like, he's doing what he loved. He absolutely, you know, he liked doing the car. He was running with a friend on that road course that they were just going to for the first time. It was, yeah. just, it's an interesting way that he went. Interesting place that he went to. Yeah, that is really interesting. Is that the same race um, that Dale Jr. and Dale Earnhardt both ran those Coca-Cola black and red paint schemes? No, I think that happened in 99. Oh, okay. That makes sense. 96 is the race Rusty Wallace won. Rusty Wallace won the very first uh, Suzuki road course race. If you hear my daughter, I apologize. She's screaming in this room right next. She's trying to get somebody's attention um, because she wants attention. My daughter and my wife are home right now, and I can hear her. I know good and well. <laughs> I know good and well. Everybody else can. Oh, that's awesome. Um, let me text my wife real quick. Don't get uh, her. You're okay. In the <laughs> meantime, uh, I'll let everybody know that I, I, I'm actually uh, watch, or, uh, doing the podcast in my uh, dining room, which I have a perfect view of our living room uh, TV. And as we are recording, uh, the NASCAR Cup Series qualifying for this week's race at Atlanta is going on. So it's going to be very distracting to, uh, to have a conversation for the podcast and watch qualifying at the exact same time. So uh, it'll be a very interesting episode for sure. I feel you because I have it behind me. I have to turn yeah. around to do it. I'm actually probably going to move my chair a little bit so I can actually see the race too. There we go. So there you is go. that right? Austin Hill is first. Austin, well, it, there's only been one car. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah. I, I see because he's the only one in he's the only one in white. I was like, what yeah. in the world? What is this top five? <laughs> yeah. Austin that, Hill, that was... Ty Dillon, McLeod, Custer, Yaley. Like, what is this top five? <laughs> Wait, does that say Custer? Uh yeah, Kelsey's oh he's in the ninety or is it fifty one? Fifty one, yeah, awesome. Sorry, this cool. isn't my seventy five inch TV. I can't read these little numbers on this uh, sixty five or fifty five that I have here in the bedroom. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm watching it on R seventy five too, so I, I can see it clearly. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got it on at the same time. But um, but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting little fact with Elmo Langley. Something that, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people know about that. I did not know that. That's a very interesting fact. And uh, I think he's the only one that's ever won in '64. I think he's got two wins. Ooh! I only know this because right now there's a YouTube channel, and I, I actually uh, tweeted the YouTube channel uh, not too long ago on the In the Marbles account that is going through the history of numbers. Oh, and yeah. one of and right now, like they just recently posted a 60s 
episode. So I, I saw the sixties and I knew I'm a language was going to be my driver, but I, now I know he won two times. So that's awesome. Yeah. How about that? Um, before anything gets going here, I want to give a quick thank you to drew from tales from the estate. He, um, found an Eric Bischoff for me. We mentioned that last week Yeah, and it came in the mail yesterday. And he mentioned also that it was probably going to be some cards in there for you. And one of them, I think you'll appreciate. So open it up. Sure enough. So it was another envelope. By the way, their Bischoff came per perfect. I yeah. haven't found one yet. That was not damaged. You know, beyond belief. Um, this new packaging is not, not very good for this. Yeah. But he sent me three NASCAR cards. And two of them, one was a Dale Jarrett and one was a uh, Matt Kenseth, the same type of card. And, you know, that's cool in itself because, you know, I grew up watching Dale Jarrett. Matt Kenseth kind of came along when I was uh, in high school. But still, classic drivers, you know, champions. And one of the cards, the third card, was a Richard Petty. And it was like this see-through oh. card. Where you it, it had a silhouette perfect, and the rest of the card was see through, and you could just make out the car he was standing in front of. Yeah, and it is a uh, convertible. So this is pre King Richard Petty. This is like before the fifty nine Daytona five hundred. Wow, Richard Petty. Like he wasn't wearing his hat. And he had he just had. I think he had like jeans and a or whatever kind of pants they would race in back then, and a button-up shirt and a helmet. That's all he had, you know. And he was standing at the front part of the uh, the convertible. I'm sorry, I lost my word there for a minute. I can't want to say Corvette. They were not racing Corvettes in NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Um, it might have been a Chevy or a Plymouth. It's probably a Plymouth convertible back then, knowing the Petties. But interesting. Facts about the convertible series. Uh, that was a separate series from the cup in the late fifties. Yes. And they went ahead and they ran them with the cup cup drivers for the, I guess I can call them cup back then, but the grand national drivers that's cup back then in the fifties. Um, they ran them with the grand national series for the very first Daytona 500. And this is when everybody was just kind of really understanding that this draft thing is going to work. You know, and people were discovering it. Imagine not yeah. knowing that that was happening. And then you go out there and you discover it. Oh, man. You know, like, what is this? What, what's happening here? Why am I getting pulled up to this car here? Well, well, I can just run half throttle. I was like, wait, if I gun it, what happens? Oh, I just slingshot by him. You know, you, you're figuring all this out for the first time. Well, the convertibles, they ran about 10, 15 mile an hour slower because of aerodynamics. So when the sedans were running 145, 147, somewhere in there, top speed, wide open, all the way around the racetrack, um, the convertible was running 130. Yeah. So when they would follow and draft behind these cars, it would kill the engines. You know, I mean, that was, Richard Petty was in the very first Daytona 500, but he blew up because he was trying to keep up with these sedans drafting with them and it just overread the engines it, there was too much train on them so blew up craziest thing that was that, and you know who won the very first day 500 uh uh leap was it lee petty lee petty yeah so richard was actually in the very first day 500 with his 
dad who actually wound up winning the race. And when Richard got out of the race, he was the pit crew guy. Like he was a pit sign holder for his dad yeah. for the rest of the race. And I was watching that little, little broadcast on that, trying to kind of brush up on my history a little bit with this. Since I got that card, I wanted to know the era. I wanted yeah. a little, little more about it. So like the card is a late fifties, Richard Petty, but they weren't calling him Richard Petty. They're calling him Dick Petty. Well, that's interesting. The huh. announcer said, young Dick Petty comes to the pits. Like, huh. I mean, that stuck. <laughs> Man, could you imagine? King Richard like, sounds so much better than King Dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just has a... Uh, King Richard just has a way better tone to it, for sure. It does, doesn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Um so let's talk about the uh street race. For so a really fast before you move on, I also want to thank Drew mm -hmm. uh because last week I received my box that I was talking about last week. Um and inside it was dude this guy is unreal. He told me that he was going to send me some cards and some other things. So I already posted it on Twitter. Uh, he sent me like, and it might be a, a hyperbole, but not by very much, but he sent me like 500 NASCAR trading <laughs> cards. Like he sent me so many that I, I did like, I couldn't go. I did go through them all, but like it took me like, an hour to get through all of these cards. It's unreal. I have like a stack of like, it has to be over 500 cards now. And they all came from Drew. He also sent me this really awesome, uh, funny card that was featured like SmackDown. And it has like Chris Jericho on the hood. And it's not the same scale as the ones before, which I absolutely love. This is like... I know I said it was a 124 scale, but I think it was a 118 scale, but it's the bigger scale and it's the exact same scale or the same size as a 124 scale die, uh, NASCAR diecast car. And I will tell you what completely fully posable uh, front tires, which normally they shouldn't move if you're actually racing them, you know, but like the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the front tires move is unreal. You could take the body off and you could see the complete chassis, Dude, it is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So a uh, big shout out to Drew. So it's the same size as a 124 scale? Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a 132nd scale. Instead of a 118. Okay. Because okay. 118th would be even bigger. Oh, okay. Because, you know, the smaller the number, the bigger the die cast. That's why 164 oh. is so small. Yeah. And then 187th is like a micrometer. 144th is like a micro machine. Gotcha. I, I think your drag racer is going to be 132nd scale. Okay. Yeah. See, like, I don't know nothing about uh, NHRA or, you know, the straight line gang or anything like that. But man, these funny cars are so awesome and they're WWE themed. So it's like, give me all of that. And it's actually really kind of sparked an interest in trying to figure out maybe like i mean here locally it's about it's right outside joplin missouri so it's about an hour and 
45 minutes away from me, but we have a uh, drag strip. And I kind of want to go out there and just kind of see it. Plus, Topeka, uh, Kansas has, you know, uh, I think it's Wheatland, not Wheatland, I'm sorry, Heartland Park drag strip or something. It's definitely made me want to go check it out. I can hear my local drag strip in my front yard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Every Saturday evening, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's it's across the field from where I live. It's maybe a three-minute drive because I have to go around the world a little bit to get to it. But it's yeah. literally across the field. So I, I've been up there a few times. I've seen them. It, it just ain't for me. I tried to get into it at one point. Um, like in that era there. Yeah. Where I remember seeing those WB funny cars race. Oh, really? Yeah. I, re- I remember they actually did race those cars. It was a you know WWE sponsorship, but they did actually race those cars. Mo- like the monster trucks actually did have wrestling monster trucks. Back the they were sponsored by WWE and WCW and all that. So there actually was a stone cold monster truck. There was a Hulk Hogan monster truck and a Goldberg and all that. So, Oh, that's Ooh. awesome. Alex Bowman just about lost. I, I know. I was sitting there watching <laughs> it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> a lot of commentary oh, qualifying as we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, these, these cars there, you can't, you can't do that. You will lose it. Uh, they, they don't have much give in them. There's no flex on the sidewalls for you to catch it. They, once they go, they go. Ooh, mama. <laughs> I bet his heart is pounding right now because mine sure is. Gosh, dang. Yeah, that race Sunday is going to be kind of interesting because this track just keeps changing. Yes. You know, and since they repaved it and reconfigured it, now the pavement's getting old. Last time I remember, we were more single file up to the top. Yep. Is that right? So, yep. Huh. So the track's going to be looser now than it was before. So you probably won't be able to run wide open through the corners. You're probably going to have to give everybody a lot more room. It isn't going to race like a super speedway anymore. Which that's cool. I don't want to race like Daytona Talladega anyway. Same. So yeah, if it's got if it's unique and it's got its own character, then awesome. It doesn't have to be a Daytona 500 or Talladega clone. Right. I don't need that. We got Daytona and Talladega, and those two are different enough from each other, but similar enough. That's fine. You know, the fact that the group sin is a super speedway just doesn't make any sense to me. But. We'll talk about Atlanta in just a sec. Um, yep. Let's talk about the Chicago street course. The race itself, um, I liked it. I thought the race was fun from start to finish. It, it, it kind of surprised me how much fun the actual race was. And I think that's a that's the popular opinion, that the race itself was actually good. But the whole event and that's mostly out of nascar's pants to be honest um that rain and lightning and stuff it has it completely ruined the entire weekend yeah but as far as the race itself goes even in the wet it's so interesting because these cars here are more the cup cars are more suited to drive in the wet than i think the truck and xfinity is something about them i think they maneuver better I agree with that. Yeah. I, and I think those cars are more suited to run on that kind of course than the trucks or the Xfinity. Mm-hmm. They, they look like Trans Am cars. Yeah, they actually do. That's exactly what I thought too, was Trans Am. 
Yeah, I mean, you saw it by the winner. Yeah. Uh, who just jumped right into one of these cars and he's like, okay, I race these kind of cars all the time. You know, the biggest difference he had is I like, he had to drive from the left side of the car instead of the right. But yeah. I can't imagine. That must have been a huge, a huge thing to get used to. So right. a little bit about that. Um, when I lived in Minneapolis, I was actually uh for a little while I worked uh, uh with the USPS and I had to drive those cars or the mail trucks on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, 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 of course, I'm not trying to compare delivering mail at 30 miles an hour compared to like going 170. Um, but it honestly, I was really worried about it. I was like, oh no, this is going to take forever for me to kind of like understand. And it really didn't. It took me like maybe an hour and I was like totally comfortable. I, I got a question. I don't know how this works. Okay. The mail truck is an American mail truck. Okay. Yes. So your, your, your accelerator is going to be on the right. Your brakes going to be on the left. Yeah. So it's basically, you're, you're just taking the whole thing and moving it to the other side of the car. Yeah. Like you're taking the whole box that you're in right there, pedals and all and moving it over. Yeah. So you have the same setup. Yes. Um, but, the the cars overseas that uh, I hope I say his name right without looking at it Gisbergen, uh, I think that's right. I think it's I think his name is uh, uh, Gisbergen. Um, yeah. The the cars that he raced, their shifter is in the, on the uh, you're going to be shifting on the left. So your left hand is going to be shifting. Is your right foot still going to be the accelerator or is it going to be the brake and your left foot going to be the accelerator? So from what I was understanding of how they were talking um, on Sunday is that everything was completely flipped. I can't imagine that. Yeah, I could not even imagine doing that. I mean, racing a car at speed while you're trying to you know, re- reorient yourself is top of that you know all of a sudden now i'm on this side of the car instead of the other side of the car now you have muscle memory in your feet you know i would be stabbing the brake trying to go down straight away i'd be jumping on the gas going to the corners i'd be wrecking all over the place i just i can't imagine that just if that is actually the case i mean that just makes what he did even more impressive very very impressed 100 percent and I'm not gonna lie, I was cheering him on at the end. I was like, "This is an awesome story." I don't I care too. if it is his first race. I don't care if he is an outsider. Just the fact that he came in here and he did that because he it didn't like he dominated the race. You know, he did, he stayed relatively close to the front, and then the strategy thing happened where some guys saw that the race wasn't going to finish all the way because they can count. You know, some people are like, no, we're just going to stay out. I don't, I, don't why, I don't know why they did that. That doesn't make any sense. But you could see, obviously, it wasn't going to finish the entire distance. Right. They, they mentioned it on TV. It was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. You know, and I was reading all the tweets. Said, okay, we had a, an hour and 16 minutes to go this many laps, and we have double that left. And yeah. only this much time of sunlight. It's like, okay, well, they're not going to finish the race then. So it's because things took so long at the beginning because of the rain and, and all this and getting everything situated. 
it because it took so long at the beginning of it and everything got pushed back so much, then yeah, you were going to cut the race short. They didn't know about how much, but growing consensus was it was probably going to be about 20 laps short. Yeah. And at that point, when everybody pitted, everybody could make it. So I don't know why everybody didn't just come into pits. I mean, I don't understand. I, you would have came into pits, right? Yeah. I would have came into pits. 100%. I know that that is kind of an issue with, with uh, some of the fans. Uh, mainly our uh, points leader and our fancy guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it really messed him up. I understand that. Um, because uh, Christopher Bell was his driver and he had it. I mean, he was yeah. pulling away. You know, and my driver was Larson and he was doing relatively good too. He was staying in the top five or so most of the time. Um, so these guys were just pulling away. But everybody had the same opportunity and everybody could count the same. Everybody was seeing the same information. I was seeing information that they probably they were probably seeing 20 times the information I was seeing. And I knew yeah. it was a good idea to pit. And I'm just sitting here in front of the TV. Right. You know, I just, I don't know. At some point, you're going to have to look at some of these, all these teams that were running up front that decided not to pit. And you're going to have to look at the people that made the decisions as, what were you thinking about that? Why did you make that decision? Because the only the only person that it really worked out for that made that decision was the winner. Yes. That is why I don't mind that he won the race. Because he made that decision. Everybody else that made that decision had their opportunity. If they were really that fast and they were really that good, they could have drove through the field. Um, Gisberger did. Larson did to an extent. He, he got up to fourth, I believe. Yeah. But, I mean, if them two could do it, why couldn't everybody else that made that decision do it? Uh, everybody yeah. had that opportunity. And it was a fair opportunity for everybody. Some people made the right choice, some people didn't. You know, dang, Justin Haley just about won the race. Yes, he did. I was really <laughs> impressed that he was up there battling that much. And the fact that he actually finished second was pretty awesome. Yeah, they keep saying he's a really good road course driver. And I guess I'll have to go back and look because he's never on my radar. Exactly. No, mine, never mine either. Some of them, yeah, they were only up there at the end because they made that decision to go ahead and uh, pit. So when the rest of the field pit, they were up front. Some of them were only up there because of that, but they held their own. You know, and you had drivers come through the field. Yeah. You know, and some of them, it was really impressive, too, because Kyle Busch took off through turn six, went underneath the tires. Yeah. And he still finished third or fourth. I guess, I guess he finished fifth, didn't he? Yeah, he finished fifth. But Yeah, he, that, he finished right behind Larson. If that was to happen in the uh, the car from uh, mm -hmm. the – or what am I talking uh, – The last car. Yeah, the last yeah, car. Yeah, Gen 6. I think – Whatever Gen it is. 6 or Gen 7. Is this Gen 7? I think well, I think they're calling this. I think this is Gen Seven, but they're calling it Next Gen. Um, I th whatever car that we switch from, uh, if this happened, then there's no way Kyle Busch was finishing this race. No, <laughs> not not a not a chance at all. But uh, no, he comes he comes back with the. I think uh, they were talking about Randall Burnett. Uh, knew something was going to happen or something was going to have to happen because of the daylight uh, that they chose to pit early. 
and got all that track position. And there for a minute, I thought maybe, and then I, I knew how fast the 91 and the five both were. And I was like, nope, not a chance. But I'm very happy that he was able to finish fifth. Oh, yeah. He, um, he made the absolute best of that situation. Yes. Um, they ought to, Wendy's ought to sponsor that turn six next year. Because <laughs> Noah Grayson, I think he wrecked there four or five times. Gosh dang. <laughs> but he kept going. <laughs> he had to keep going so he could wreck there again. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Did you see that video, uh, that picture on uh, Noah's Instagram? Some fan made that it was like a Tinder matchup. It was like Noah Gregson with a picture of his car and that, <laughs> the, that turn. It was like, you are a match or something. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, Noah has been in so many little Wendy's commercials and stuff. He's wearing complete suits of bacon. He's <laughs> he's eating yeah. so many Baconators. And I'm like, this dude's just living his life, dude. He's yeah. Just, man, he's eating, he's eating Wendy's as much as he wants to. He's driving that Wendy's car. He's wearing bacon. I mean, what more can you want? <laughs> right yeah i mean you can tell he's having a lot of fun with his sponsors and that's he really is. cool he is as much as i like was totally against everything with the chastain stuff the dude is the dude's living it up even though he yeah. did cost chastain the stage a couple weeks ago but that's i didn't mention it on the show but he did do that that's yeah <clears throat> we all saw it oh yeah yeah and Trackhouse got two in a row and it wasn't with Suarez and Chastain. It was with Chastain and Gisbergen. <laughs> yeah, which is not not a surprise at all because looking at qualifying right now, it uh, looks like Todd Gilliland and Harrison Burton, Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer, J.J. Yaley qualified better than Legacy. Daniel Suarez. Legacy qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, oh, yikes. You know. And speaking of qualifying, here's a guy that really let me down last week is aj Allmendinger finishing with 17 so Thanks when i pick when i pick my driver i was looking at two things it's like you're either going to pick the the one or two people that you think will specialize in this yeah right you're either gonna pick um gisbergen Allmendinger. i would always i would have leaned gisbergen just because i don't i think Allmendinger is a little too wild and I felt like Gisbergen would have been a little more reserved. Yeah. Being his first start and everything. I was like, well, he could get a solid top five on a good day. If he doesn't get screwed up, he could get a solid top five. I really felt that. Or you go with the perceived best driver in the field that can adapt to it the best. And that's why I went with Larson. That was my, that was my uh, thought process. I wasn't going to go with Chase Elliott because he's, hasn't been doing that good lately. I wasn't going to do uh, JJ, sorry, Justin Haley by no means. So, you know, I got the next best without picking the winner of those, you know, of my mindset of where I was going for with that. Yeah. But Nicole picked the winner. Yes, she did. Look at us. <laughs> we were sitting here like, oh, she'll get, she'll get a win. She'll get a win. And then boom, back to back. Oh, awesome. Um, you watch Trackhouse is going to go three in a row. Well, um, so I don't know what he was racing, but Justin Marks actually won in a some sort of race today. Yeah, I think that was a Trans Am, wasn't it? Something like I, that. Honestly, I'm not sure, but I know his wife was on Twitter saying 
three, you know, three in a row for track house. And I was well, like, well, yeah, I mean, it's not really, but I, know, I get where not, you're coming yeah. from. They're going to go three in a row in cup though. Yeah. You watch, you watch what's going to happen tomorrow. Are you, uh, are you hinting to <clears> a driver? Because you only have a couple more hours. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it on Facebook. Picking Chastain this weekend. You're, you're picking who? Chastain. Chastain. Okay. That is my driver for this weekend. I think that is my second use of him. Um, oh, yeah. I definitely wasn't thinking Suarez was going to be the other guy. And he's not going to be the three Pete. Oh, God, no. Now, Chastain's got two second place finishes last year in this, uh, on this track, and he's, he's solid on it. So, and they got momentum right now. Go with the hot hand. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Um, let's take a uh, quick little break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Fantasy Cup, and then we'll talk about Atlanta this weekend. Um, real quick before the break, we'll talk about SkinnyMixes.com. If you will go to the website, SkinnyMixes.com, you can uh, use code MARBLES at checkout, and you can get 10% off your first order. They got all sorts of syrups, sugar-free, keto-friendly, all sorts of things for coffees and alcohols and waters. There's a TikTok trend with these syrups from skinnymixes.com. Oh, really? I don't know if you've seen that. They don't call them skinny mixes, but what I think they TikTok syrups or TikTok water, I think is what the trend is. But they have those syrups at skinny. That's where they get them. Skinnymixes.com where you mix in with your water. It's like unicorn syrup, mermaid syrup, things like this. And you, you buy these syrups, you mix it in your water. That's where the trend comes from. So hmm. check them out. Go to skinmixes.com. Get get your TikTok water. Yeah. Use marbles at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The The kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So the fantasy cup this week, I kind of flipped on its head a little bit. Yes, very much so. Uh, very much so. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Justin is very unhappy with how NASCAR <laughs> handled the rain and the the running out of daylight uh pretty interesting but don't forget justin that you are still the point standings leader however 
your at one point <laughs> it was 70 some point advantage is now down to four points that's one spot if it's just right that is literally one spot so that's why i'm telling that's everybody first in a second place <laughs> yeah like nicole and even caitlin I, I, even jody i mean jody's a, a long stretch but i mean he has two wins and he's setting 245 points back that's going to be a really really hard really tough to come back from but mm -hmm. if he pops I, off three <laughs> more wins i have an idea i've been teasing you with this idea yes i'm very interested to know what i was because i was going to implement it in atlanta but since we're so late and the post is already up and it hasn't been mentioned because i wanted to kind of put it on this show first we're going to wait and do it. At, I want to do it at the most chaotic tracks. Okay. Okay. So this is what, this is what's going to happen. Once in a while, when you go to the local dirt track, they have a special night, not necessarily more money, not necessarily more cars, not no big event coming in. No, once in a while, they'll have a night called double points night. I think we need to implement that twice the rest of the year in the in the Marvel's Fantasy Cup. Twice for the rest of this season. Yes. Double points. I think we do double points. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That, Come that on. Is one, that is one hell of an idea. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I think that's uh I'm okay with that. And it and it isn't for like okay, I'm not doing this. I'm not I'm not like coming up with this idea for like my benefit. I'm looking at people that are 150 points out, something like that, you know. And then I'm looking at somebody who just lost a 70 something points lead in like three weeks. Yeah, All right. This is everybody's chance. Everybody's chance. And we're gonna do this at Daytona, and we're gonna do it at Talladega. Okay. The most chaotic races. So everybody has an equal shot at chaos here. This is what we're going to do. Every position that you finish in is going to be worth double the points. A win will be worth 50 points. I mean, it's, it's normally worth 50 points. A win will be 100 points. Last place, normally 10 points, it'll be 20 points. So you have your chance to gain 80 points on somebody or lose 80 points on somebody, right? This is the leader's chance to extend that lead, all right? This is, this is if it's still Justin leading at this point, it's still real close. This is his chance to get back out there, yeah, to get his, get his spots back. That's how he's got to look at this. If it's somebody that's 100 points out, this is your chance getting get in the system to get up there. Yeah. Within your, like, one race, and you can be the points leader again. Yeah. This is... This is the equalizer right here. This is a this is a tactic that every dirt track uses, every short track uses on a weekly basis. I think maybe they use it two or three times a year. Double points night. So everybody's got to show up if they're going for this championship. If they're going for points, everybody's got to show up because if they don't show up, they're going to get left. Right? So that's the tactic. That's why they use, they they do they do it this way. That's what we're going to do if you're cool with that. That's what yeah. we're going to do at Daytona, and we're going to do it at Talladega. We're going to do double points races. 
Okay. Well, yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Daytona Talladega, double points. Cool. I'm down for it. I I wanted to do that at Atlanta, but I'm not going to throw it out there at the last second like this. And I also didn't want to be perceived as like, I got a really good um, idea of who might win or who might do really good, you know, with a pick that I was going to make or something. I didn't want that perception that I'm only doing this for myself because I'm not. Right. You know, it's going to be several races down the road. It's going to be whoever you got left. It's going to be wild card races with Daytona and Talladega. So any pick, I mean, who won it last year? Austin Dillon. Yeah. Austin. Who won Daytona this year? Ricky Stenhouse. Pick anybody, you know? And you know, I'll do you one better. So for the rest of this season, double points for Daytona and Talladega next season for our fantasy cup series. Um, let's do double points for both Daytonas and both Talladegas. I kind of don't want to do it for the Daytona 500. Okay. Just because that's its own thing. That's like so special. I don't want to come out of the gate with double points. You know what I mean? I kind of want to come out the gate like a normal week, but maybe the first Atlanta race. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Atlanta, Talladega, Daytona, Talladega. Like, we'll have four. I like the idea of four of them because we're halfway through the season now, just a little over halfway, and we got two left. I like the idea of two halfway than two. I mean, that's perfect. But I I was thinking about that. I was like, well, it would obviously be Daytona and Talladega. It's like, well, I'll I'll have to think about it as far as Daytona 500 goes. I kind of like the idea of just Daytona 500 just being its own thing. And we just start off the season like a normal week. But I don't know. NASCAR doesn't start off their season like a normal week. It's the biggest daggum race of the year. So maybe we don't do it that. Maybe we do do points. I don't know. Well, I, we'll think about that. We got several weeks to think about that. Oh, yeah, for but sure. I'm down with Super Speedways being double points. I think that's that's fun. That's all it is. It's just for fun. So. Yeah. And Heck yeah. This week's Atlanta race is a prize race. It is a 164 scale. Speaking of who's on the track right now, as I'm saying, Ross Chastain, Hail Melon diecast. And full disclosure, I'm probably going to throw in something uh, with it. Um, My brother came down and and he brought a, uh, oh, he washed up the track. Man, that's distracting. Um, (laughs) That's my driver out there. He just washed up the track. Yeah. And he's two tenths off the, Top 10. Oh, well. He'll race better now. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he, no. He's, he's not doing too good. He's half a oh, second no. off. He'll race good. better now. Yeah. Good thing you haven't posted his name on the Facebook post. Uh, he'll race better than that. I ain't worried yeah. about it. He, he just washed up the track a little bit in the corners. Um, They'll, they'll do some adjusting to that. He'll, he'll race better than that. Are they doing one lap or two? I haven't been. It looks like two. one. But... My brother came down this past weekend for my daughter's birthday, and he brought a 12-pack of Sundrop soda. Nice. And it is the Dale Earnhardt Jr. edition, Sundrop. Oh, nice. So to go with this 164-scale uh, Ross Chastain Hail Melon diecast to the winner, I am going to include one can of this Dale Jr. Sundrop soda. 
Cool. Yeah, I actually, when uh, Dale Jr. announced the Sundrop sponsorship with the Cars Tour, uh, he also posted this random, like, cake recipe, like a um, Sundrop cake mm, that yeah. Jessica and I were trying to make, and we cannot find Sundrop anywhere in Kansas, like anywhere. So I'm interested. Yeah. It's it's kind of a um, lowering soda. Mm-hmm. Like it's if I'm not mistaken, like I can't, I don't see it at Walmart's and stuff, but we have a grocery chain around. I don't know if I heard it mentioned Walking Dead once. So I know it was filmed in the South because somebody, somebody said, Oh yeah, that's a funny name for a grocery store. We got to throw that in here. And everybody was like, everybody sounds like, Oh yeah, that would be it. And everybody around the country is like, what the heck? We have a grocery store. Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. I don't know. I don't know if it's national. I have no idea. But it's got this porky pig looking mascot on it. And the trucks are the the semi trucks are funny because it's got a truck. I got a pig on the back of it says follow me to the pig. Oh, awesome. Um, But I feel like I would find it there. Because that's the place that has like. It has all the prime drinks. It has all the mm. Fagos. It has all of the second tier sodas and second tier drinks like that. You yeah. know, literally every flavor of Armor All that you can. Isn't that it? Armor All. That's not Armor. Just Armor. Armor Soda, isn't it? Armor yeah. Drinks. I I'm so arm- sick of seeing those things. Yeah, Armor All is the stuff that you clean your interior <laughs> of your car with. <laughs> I said, how much I drink that crap? Hey, I get it. Man. Uh, they have every flavor of that junk that you can imagine. It it it's all lower lower tier stuff, like second yeah. tier. So I feel like Sun would be there, but the Dale Jr. cans that's a North Carolina thing. It's very much so, yeah. And I have some. I have some for myself, and I have a few extra in a pull pack, and I'll throw one as a collector's item right right in the uh, box with the Chastain diecast to whoever wins the race. I pre-ordered. Um, the new model of the Dale Jr. Sundrop uh, Cars Tour diecast car from Lionel Racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one's just for myself. Like, it's not going to be a giveaway or anything. Uh, but stay tuned. Um, but that can would look really, really cool next to that diecast. So I'm in it to win it. Speaking of, my driver, Ty Gibbs, is qualifying right now. And I am very excited. Watch him wreck. I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. Well, he's doing good. He's he's in the top ten right now. Yes, he is. Uh, it looks like he's trending about seventh or sixth, maybe. Oh, we're going up! Oh my gosh! Look at him! Yeah, fourth, fourth. Yes, look at him! Go, Tyrone, baby! Oh, is that his name? (laughs) No, no, it's just what I call him. Two that was news to me. I didn't know his name was Tyrone. <laughs> no, I just anybody that's named Ty. I was actually like, he doesn't calling. look like a Tyrone. He, he's Tyrone, not now. <laughs> it's so funny. Speaking of Tyrone, so uh, for some reason, I do this thing where um, behind everybody's backs, I will call them by something completely different from their name. So, like Ty from uh, uh, Three Brews podcast, I always call him Tyrone. And I've never told him that before, ever. And like uh, Drew, I call him 
Drew, uh, Drewski or something like that, but I've never told him that. So like I, I have like a little weird off names for literally everybody. <laughs> it's weird that I'm admitting that right now. Um, so is there a preview about the race this weekend? I mean, we're watching qualifying right now as we're doing this, but I mean, we know that this track kind of races like a super speedway. It kind of yeah. doesn't at the same time. It's relatively new, so we're still kind of learning what the track's going to do. We we kind of see what drivers are going to be okay at it. I might, honestly, I'm now second-guessing my chest thing, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I have not done it on Facebook yet. I am going yeah. to sleep on it. Yeah. And I'll post it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You know what? I'm going to stick with my, my pick of Ty Gibbs because he just qualified fourth so far. There's still a couple more mm-hmm. drivers to go, but, uh, you know, for anyone that's might be on the fence of picking someone, don't, don't pick Ty, uh, Ty Gibbs, you know, just, uh, you know, just don't do that because if he wins, I want to, I want all those points, man. And those that uh that die cast too. Um I still have three picks for Ty Gibbs. I haven't picked once. I was thinking about waiting until I saw him improve a little bit more through the year. And you know, I have my strategy where I'm kind of not picking I'm not trying to clear anybody out for the chase. Right. You know, I wanted to keep the some of the bigger names because they always shine in the chase. Yeah. And that's my strategy to it. So yeah, I might be picking Ty Gibbs here pretty soon. There you go. Um, other than that, I do have one thing I thought was really funny. A a few uh a few months ago now, uh there was a we were talking about something and I had brought up this video game that used this uh, chat service chat system where you could like talk to somebody uh, in game and it would get louder the closer you were, but the further away you were, it would be like you had to yell and it was like a long ways away, like in real life. And somebody, mm-hmm. I forgot who it was, but somebody on Twitter was like, that's called proximity chat. It's like, that's what it was. I couldn't think of the word for it. Proximity chat where it's louder, the, the, you know, the more, uh, the closer proximity you are to somebody else. Right. Yeah. I saw the coolest idea on a random, uh, Instagram video and it was about formula one, but I was like, let's put this in NASCAR. What if the drivers have proximity chat to each other? Like driver to driver. Yes. Where they could like, um, what's, what's, what am I thinking of? Or they could like trash talk each other. Like the closer they get, like this dude won't get out of your way. You just you, you got your proximity chat, and you can you can talk to him. He's right in front of you. So I'm gonna knock you out of the way if you don't move. You know something like this. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be interesting for like, sure. Within five or six car lengths of them, you can uh, start talking to them, or maybe even a little closer than that. Maybe about six or seven, like eight or eight car lengths or so. Not too yeah. close because you don't want the whole pack talking to each other. Right, Daytona, or maybe just turn it off at Daytona and Talladega. But wouldn't that be funny? That just all you know, here comes this person. All of a sudden, now he's in your ear messing with you. 
Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> even a couple of years ago, I believe it was like back in 2011, um, the NASCAR had it where drivers could talk to each other because mm-hmm. I just watched on uh, t- or, uh, on Twitter a video of the 2011 uh, Daytona 500, and you know it was Trevor Bain out there in the 21, and he was racing, and then all of a sudden it was Carl Edwards talking to him and saying, "Hey, hey, Trevor, you know I'm right behind you." And he he even said like. Hey, who is this? And he was like, Oh, it's Carl. Let's, you know, hook up and let's go. And he was like, Okay, yeah, sure. So I mean, I think that's a really cool idea. They had uh a certain number of teams they could do that with. Like you had like five or six teams, maybe less than that, that you could you could program in like that. Okay. You couldn't do that to the whole field. Oh. But that's why I mean Trevor Bain was in a Ford. He's a four teammate. You know, so that's why that would have been that way. Right. So, yeah, you would like all the Toyotas would put their names in there, mainly Gibbs, you know, and all Hendrick would put their names in there and they could all talk to each other. Maybe there might be one or two out there because I think it was five or six total you could do back then. But this would just open it up for everybody. Yeah. Like everybody just would would just pop in your proximity and all of a sudden they can get in your ear. (laughs) That that would be very invited. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be so much fun. Oh man, I, yeah, I think that would be uh, really fun. And if anybody like has the NASCAR app, um, I think it's like ten dollars a month. You can get like a subscription, and you can actually listen in to the the drivers talking on the radio. And I did that for a month. It's like a one month free trial. And I did that and it was really interesting. But I think it's like a two lap, a two lap buffer. So like my phone, I was listening to them, you know, do the restarts and they were already two laps into the green flag run. And on TV, they were just now taking the green flag for a restart. So that's the only thing bad about it. But if you ever go to like races in real life, it would be pretty spot on well um so was the radio behind the tv or the tv was behind the radio the rate uh the radio was before the tv so the tv was yeah. behind the radio and there's no way you could pause the radio right yeah uh-uh. man if you could pause the radio and you could sync it yeah that would be so much better because like i do that with alabama games like I'll I'll bring up an app and I'll listen to the uh, home team broadcast for Alabama football, yeah. but it's always because it's over the internet. It's always behind the TV, so I I set it up where the where it's uh, the TV. I pause it at the kickoff right at the boom of the ball being kicked, uh-huh. and the minute I hear it on the radio, I'll press play and it's synced up for the rest of the game as long as it, nothing messes with it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So you can actually do that and turn down those stupid CBS commentators, which we don't have this now. I think it's on ESPN now, but man, I hated it. I hated CBS calling our games. But anyway, <clears throat> that's every Alabama fan's worst <laughs> thing is listening to Gary Danielson and yeah, it used to be Vern on CBS. God, we hated that. Oh my gosh. But I think everybody has some kind of commentaries they don't like with their team. Yeah. But anyway, the proximity chat thing, I saw that come up on a random Instagram video and I thought that's so funny. Yeah, I got sure. I got to bring that up. But um I think that's going to do it. It's a solid about an hour long show today, unless yeah. you got something else you want to talk about. Um 
No, I'm going to send you a funny video uh, after this. It <laughs> has nothing to do with NASCAR, but um, my boss and I last night at work, we got to slap each other in the face with uh, tortilla. Uh, so we call them tortillers here in Kansas, but uh, I think you guys call them tortillas. Yeah, because that's not what they call. <laughs> <laughs> we call them tortillas. <laughs> tortillas. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And how uh, come you got the more Alabama sounding name for it than I do? I don't know. We just us rednecks over here. We're just, you know, we just do like, things a little bit differently. Other people call them pecans, and we call them pecans. You say oh, pecan yeah. or pecan? So. I call them pecans, but there's a lot of people here that will call them pecans, and I'm just like, no, just no. stop talking. To it me. doesn't even sound right. A pecan it, pile? What? What are you? It, oh, Come on, a pecan pod. A pecan pod. <laughs> God, jeez, man, that just sounds not. We might correct. have we might have done this already. Is it a shopping cart or is it a buggy? It's a shopping cart. No, it's a buggy. What? What are you talking about? What do you mean it's a a buggy? It's a buggy. It's been a buggy my entire life. You know what that? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I'm it came tr- from Tales from the Estate. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a buggy. Here is a buggy. That's so. We grab weird. a buggy and we go inside. A buggy. Yeah, buggy. A what? I. It's so funny. Like. Wait, every time, because I've, I've heard this. Lost. I'm sorry, Hamlin just about lost it. Anyway, go for it. Now, like I hear people call it buggies, and people that do say like buggies, I swear they sound like the friendliest pirates I've ever seen. Like I don't know why they're like, there's, you know, it's just weird. I like I mean, it though. I don't sound weird when I say grab a buggy and let's go. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just speech. It's just our speech now. We I don't even it. think twice about it. I'll tell you. you call it, do you call it a refrigerator or just a refrigerator? Oh, I call it a refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a refrigerator, right? Because nobody wants to put that extra word on there, that extra syllable. It's a refrigerator, not or a fridge. They just call it. We call it a refrigerator. Refrigerator. Yeah, that's refrigerator. <laughs> what about? That's not what it's called. How, oh, now they say it's finished or look. You've uh, opened the <laughs> can of worms now. <laughs> what? How do you say the word that spells H A V I N G? H A V I N G, like having. Yeah, say it again. Having, having. Thank you. Okay, because a lot of people it's around here will say something. Well, they'll, they'll pronounce it like H A F I N G, having. No. And I'm like, ooh. I don't like you. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of words, but like nothing compares to like Georgia. I went up there and went to like a a restaurant, like a Mexican restaurant, and they they asked me what I wanted to drink or something, and I said, "Can I have a Coke?" And they were like, "Yeah, what kind?" And I was like, yeah. "Oh, you know, a cherry Coke." And they're like, "Yeah, but what like what kind? Do you want Dr Pepper? Do you want Sprite?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, I'll take a Coke." And they're like, okay, but what kind? And I'm like, I don't know how else to answer this. And then that's when I discovered Coke means pop or soda. I don't know. It's just to the weirdos. I don't, I know that's like a, that's supposed to be a Southern stereotype where everything's a Coke. Yeah. It's not. I've never done that my entire life. 
Yeah. I don't call it pop by no means. Nobody calls it pop down here, but it's a general term for it. It's a soda. Just call it a soda. That's what we yeah. say. I want a soda. It's if you want a Coke, you want a Coke. You want a Pepsi, you want a Pepsi. You want a Dr. Pepper, you want a Dr. Pepper, a Sprite, whatever. But we don't, I, none of us down here, and I've never seen anybody in Alabama just call it a Coke. Yeah. Unless it's a northern Alabama close to Georgia line thing. I don't know. Because, I mean, Georgia is where the Coca-Cola company is. Yeah. You know, and I, I get that if that's kind of the deal with it, but not where I live. That's interesting. Yeah. Like here in Kansas, it's, it's, Majority, majority, majority. <laughs> We're talking about people using words wrong. <laughs> say majority. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me try to figure this out. Majority. <laughs> so you know what I'm trying to say. Um, most everybody. Let me just say it that way. Most everybody here in Kansas will call uh, call it pop. Uh, and I used to as well until I started doing this podcast with you. And now I I am the only one in this town that will call it soda. And I get almost verbally abused because of it. And they're like, who Ethan wants a soda? And I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> I do, you know. That's it's, what it's the funny. drink is classified as. Is that it's Kyle soda, Bush? It's a flavored soda water. Yes, it is. Come on, Kyle Bush. <clears throat> Look at the top four right now. You notice the trend? All Fords. Actually, look at sixth, seventh, and tenth. I don't know what eight is. Is Gilland a a Ford? I believe he's a Ford, yeah. So there's two out of the top ten that are not Fords. Uh, Oh, God. It doesn't look like Kyle Busch is going to change that. No. (laughs) Oh, God. Where's he at? Where'd he go? Oh, my God. Oh, no. My goodness. And speaking of, like, look, did you happen to see Austin Sindrick qualifying? Um, I, oh, there he is right there. That paint scheme he has is god awful. You're a little ahead of me. I, I think you're a little ahead of me because they showed. Yeah, Ross now I'm on a Reese's commercial. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that paint scheme that he has this weekend is so disgusting. <laughs> I I don't remember it. Um, oh yeah, it's like that Menards yellow, right? Yellow and green. It's the Menards yeah. and Quicker State. I don't oh. like Menards mixing in with the other colors like that. It's just the Menards car by itself is fine. Yeah, but when you go and mix it in with other colors like that blue and the the red and the green and stuff, I just they can they can do something with that. Yellow and green just doesn't mix on a race car to me. It reminds Not me that of like- yellow and green. Yeah. Like if you got a real dark green and that like like the Packers color or something, that's better than Menards yellow and Quaker State green. I don't know. That Menards yellow doesn't go with anything. Yeah. That's- it clashes so bad. <laughs> God, it gives me a headache just looking at it. Ugh. Well, we're going to keep watching qualifying. We, uh, Still got the last round to go. They're just trying to get the top 10 to go into the second round right now. And um, we're going to do that off the air there. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to spend another hour on the podcast watching qualifying. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hopefully I can get this show up by Saturday night and we can all listen to it before the race on Sunday. That's my goal. Uh, heck yeah. So 
I hope everything worked out. I have somebody working, uh, watching a video in another room on this internet. So I hope the internet worked out. Okay. I hope, uh, you didn't hear too many, too many kids screaming and dog barking and all that. And I hope we weren't too distracting watching the qualifying for everybody, but we're going to run through the podcast drafting partners real quick. Um, we got the fully posable wrestling figure podcast, drunk wrestling history, doing the favor with Eric and Barry. I wish they come back with some new episodes, bring some uh, sports stuff in here. We're going to talk about football here in uh, the fall. It's coming up. Positively pro wrestling podcast, uh, howling with the wolf with Jason Wolf and his chop shop. Amazing stuff. Yes. Down the line too. And he's teasing some San Diego comic-con stuff. And I'm like, yes, just can't wait. Also magic and the mouse. Uh, they're having, a, I think they're coming out with a new episode pretty soon if they haven't already. I think they're coming out with an episode soon. But they also have a YouTube channel called uh, Anyone Can Cook where they try out and they test out uh, Disney World recipes. So go check them out if you're into Disney. And uh, who you got, Ethan? Yeah, Anyone Can Cook. I actually just put um, their new post on our Instagram stories. So trying to follow our friends and, and promote our friends within. So uh, for me... As always, starting off, Brian uh, Brian Breaker, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Go check them out. Uh, go listen to That's the literally every week. Every <laughs> week, bro. I don't know why. I just like I'll start and I'll even practice it in my head. Like, okay, don't say Brian Breaker. It's Breaker and Bane. Here we are. So go check out. Uh, I almost did it again. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, go listen to the archives. If you know it's fake, right? Saturday morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon for the time being, filling in for Travis Fowler. It's on sabbatical, but go check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Just made a, I think, just made a new TikTok or posted a new TikTok here recently. So go check that podcast out. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Morocco and Cole. And just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim at a Chair Shots commercial as well. Go check that out. Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. I'm still waiting on your guys' commercial. Uh, Reffing it up <laughs> with Brian Hebner. Go check that out. Three Brews Podcast with Brian Tyrone and AJ, uh, one of my absolute favorite podcasts. Go check that out. Uh, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, has a podcast as well called Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast. And that is all I got. I totally forgot we had questions. Do we have questions? We have two questions from Tesla Estate this week. Oh, I have not listened yet. I have <laughs> no idea. Well, I don't think they'll be long winded. So let's go. Let's, let's, okay, let's, let's go. go real quick. Uh, Caitlin asked, would you have liked to see Dale Jr. stay at DEI or are you glad he left? Oh, that's a solid question. Um, I think it's, it's, um, I think it's, uh, conditional, right? Like if, 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 it, if some things had been one way, then yes. But since they weren't that way, then no, like you don't, you think so what I'm, what I'm getting from that is if Dale senior wouldn't have died, I would have, I don't liked even to think that's it. I don't even think that's the, uh, that's what she meant, but we can go that route. Oh, well, I mean, so that's, that's going to be my answer. So if Dale junior or Dale senior would not have died, uh, I think Dale's junior would have made a really good impact at DEI. Uh, but since things worked out the way, I'm glad that he ended up going to Hendrick, even though he wasn't as successful as I thought he would be. 
that's kind of a shame, isn't it? That he wasn't yeah. quite as good as, I mean, he won a Daytona 500, but he never really captured what he had in that eight car. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the deal was with that, but yeah, giving the circumstances as he's on my TV right now, giving the circumstances of what happened with DEI and Teresa and all that, then yes, I am a hundred percent glad he left. I don't know if there would have been a better fit for him anywhere else. Cause Hendrick didn't seem like the best fit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Imagine him at Gibbs. You think he might have been able to tear something up at Gibbs? Like, really do something? See, it's so hard to think about that. I don't know. Imagine like, doing something other than a Chevy? Yeah. Oh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't think about that. But Dale Jr. also went on uh, the Dale Jr. download and said that he didn't, he could have given a lot more when he was driving. Like he never gave it like a hundred percent. He was like, there are certain races that I did give it a hundred percent, but he was like, you know, when we go to a Pocono or Michigan or something, he was like, I was probably 80%. And I always thought that was kind of dumbfounded me a little bit. Like, man, you're in the cup series and you're only giving it 80% of what you got. That's weird to me. Uh, maybe he just had that mentality of like, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm getting by with what I'm doing here. So yeah. You know, he'll try on his favorite tracks and the rest of them. He'll just be like, I'm just going to get something out of it. I don't know. I wonder, I wonder who all has that mentality out there. Dennis you know, I, I, I bet there's, I bet there's more than you think. I bet. Have that yeah. kind of That's why certain people seem to do so much better at certain tracks because other people don't care about the track. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, but I'm with you. The way that DEI ended, I'm glad he left. But if DEI had been able to keep strong after Dale's death, then like the way it was in 02 and 03 and 04, then absolutely he should have stayed. But it didn't work out that way. So circumstances being what they are, leaving was the best option for him. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Um, Drew asked, with the switch over here to NBC and he mentioned how he really liked NBC's coverage. Do you prefer Fox or NBC? This is actually a really good question because, uh, in the marbles fantasy cup, uh, participant, Jody Mitchell, who we spoke about last week, the Canadian himself. Um, I don't know why I just said that the Canadian himself, (laughs) The only Jody one. <laughs> um, Jody actually messaged me and he was like, you know, we have what two races with NBC Sports now. Um, Jody actually prefers Fox. And that's a, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm, you know, I don't really honestly, I don't really notice the difference. The only difference that I notice between the two are obviously the commentators. Um, I like Dale Jr. a lot. I'm a big Dale Jr. fan, so I like ha- hearing him. As a commentator, I think he does really good. I think he does really well. Um, but the only big thing that's, that stands out to me is the the characters. They don't have yeah. those artistic, like, dumb-looking things anymore. They actually have pictures of the drivers when it pops up for stats and stuff. Um, and, and that's a relatively new thing. So. Yeah. So uh, to answer his question, I, I would probably just lean more towards uh, NBC just for the Dale Jr. factor. 
Um, but Clint Boyer, he's a hoot too, and he's a Kansas guy. So I, honestly, it really doesn't matter to me. I think, I think it goes in waves. Like when, when I was a kid, uh, before the Fox NBC thing started, to me it was all ESPN. That was my favorite one. The Bob Jenkins and Ed Jarrett Benny Parsons team. That was absolutely my favorite one. I liked them over TBS. I liked them over TNN. I liked them over CBS. I liked them over all of them. I just liked ESPN. Mm. And then the Fox thing started, and I don't know. Something about the commentary team with NBC just put me to sleep. But Fox kept me into it. Larry McReynolds, Mike Joy, and Daryl Waltrip. They kept me excited through that whole race. But the NBC stuff, it just, man, I don't know. Like, to me personally, I think, this is just me personally, because I know you have a different opinion. I think, like, the first race that NBC did, where Dale Jr. won the, the Pepsi 400, or I think it was Pepsi 400, that's what yeah. it was called back then. Um, When he won that race, I feel like the race is nearly ruined because of commentary. And um, you feel completely different. Yeah, you do. I feel like it would have been more iconic if Fox was doing it. Oh, that's interesting. Here's that disgusting paint scheme I was talking about. With, oh, uh, yeah, I see it. God. I, I see it. Yeah, and the walls are painted the same color. I know. It's so gross. But not the yellow. The, the yellow <laughs> clashes with the wall yellow because that's Quaker State yellow on the wall. And uh, that's a Menard yellow on the car. So you, you got a bright neon calling- yellow car. Are you calling that yellow? The Quaker State is, yeah. The you're talking about the, the the car itself. No, look, look at the bottom line on the wall. Oh, the bottom line. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was yeah. like, there's a that's... different different yellow. Like in the corners, is the bottom line of yellow. Gotcha. And okay. it's like a goldish yellow <laughs> as opposed to the safety green yellow yeah. that the Menard car is. And it's okay. <laughs> I just noticed it. I thought you were talking about the green on the hood, and I was like, bro, that's green <laughs> no the green, green matches the wall but the problem is the two yellows don't match and it's oh, oh my gosh i didn't even notice that until you said that that's, ew, that's like corn and poop type stuff that's what it reminds me of it's like a nasty poop with corn in it <laughs> okay but like okay right now let's get back here right like then espn came back and i hated espn's coverage yeah when i loved it before and I stayed on Fox's coverage up until maybe the last couple of years. I, I tend to like NBC better. So it's it just goes in waves, right? I went from ESPN to Fox to NBC. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen in five years. I might go back to Fox. It NBC might take a, take a downfall. ESPN might get it back one day. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So right now for me it's NBC over Fox, but it didn't always just be that way. Um, but I think that's gonna do it. That's finally gonna do it. We did our podcast drafting partners. I'm, yes. I, I hate that I forgot about that during the actual meeting of the show, but this is what you get for listening all the way to the end. Yeah. So <laughs> surprise. And also, uh, I love Tales from the Estate. Absolutely love that podcast. Thank you guys so much for your questions. Thank you for all what you do for us in the podcasting community. So. Uh, I, I just don't feel like I gave them enough love when I was doing my podcasting drafting partners. Love that podcast. Go check it out. Well, they got a commercial. No, <laughs> like I feel I'm not obligated, but I feel like I I need to 
that's also a different word for obligated. I don't feel obligated. I just I want to like shout them out as much as I possibly can. And three three brew podcast. Well, I'm talking myself into like a corner here because all of our podcasting uh, drafting partners are amazing. You should go listen to all of them. Boom. End it. Yeah. <laughs> End the show now. <laughs> all right. Thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review us on iTunes and anywhere that you can. I don't know where all you can re- you can rate podcasts, but if you can rate us, go ahead and do that. Um, you can follow us on all the social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram at Pod, And on Facebook, you can also find us there. Uh, you can email the show at intermarblespod at gmail.com. And you can go to whatamaneuver.net and you can find our T-shirts. Just search by store. Click the tab that says search by store. Scroll down to In the Marbles. And you can find our three shirts we have up there right now. Um, also, if you go to skinnymixes.com, like I said earlier, get that TikTok water. It's there at skinnymixes.com. Use code marbles at checkout and you get 10% off your first order. And I guess that's it. Got anything you want to add before we get out of here? As always, peace, love, and all of the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles.